This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. And greetings from Estadio de Baseball Monterrey in Monterrey, Mexico, where today the Houston Astros wrap up their two-game series with the Los Angeles Angels. Astros took game one in Monterrey from the Angels yesterday, 14-2. Alex Bregman, three hits, including two homers, drove in four. Wade Miley allowed two runs over six innings to get the win as the Astros ended a two-game skid. Angels' win streak ended at four games as the Astros, an offensive explosion, one shy of a club record with 10 extra base hits. And Bregman hits this in the air pretty deep to right center. Calhoun is going back at the wall. He leaps at the wall, and that ball is gone. Alex Bregman goes yard for the second straight game, and the Astros lead it one to nothing. Great side for Bregman and the Astros. And Yuli laces this one toward left center. That's going to get down for a base hit, and it's going to roll all the way to the wall. Correa on his way to third. He's around third. Correa will score. Guriel is headed for third base. The throw by Simmons on the relay is not in time. An RBI triple for Yuli Guriel and a 2-0 Astros lead. That's what we're used to seeing from Yuli Guriel. A bullet to left center field and speed. Man, when he gets it going, Yuli can really truck. Brantley rips one to left field. He hits it pretty well. Good one on the track. It's gone. Michael Brantley. Opposite field home run. And the Astros lead five to nothing. The Astros approaches have been textbook. This one's whistled. Left field going back on it is good one. It's gone. Yuli Gurriel, a triple and a homer. That homer is second of the season, and the Astros lead it six to nothing. That was a beautiful swing, and that's lined in the left center field. That's headed for the gap, a base hit. It'll go all the way to the wall. Around third, Altuve, he will score. Bregman right on his heels coming home. The throw to the plate by Simmons, and Bregman scores standing up. It's a two-run double for Brantley, and an eight-to-one Astros lead. I think up to down, this is the best offensive performance we've seen so far for the Astros. Pitch on the way and Springer hits it in the air and deep to left center field. Trout going back. See you later! A two-run home run for George Springer and the Astros lead is 10-1. Springer with his 10th of the year. Fourth home run for the Astros. They've scored in every inning so far. They continue to pummel this Angels staff. One on the white. And that is drilled deep to left center field, headed for the gap. Goodwin on his horse, and it's off the base of the wall. White on his way to second base, and he'll stop there with a leadoff double. White's third double of the season, and he is really starting to heat up. Stratton's pitch. 
And that is roped in the left center of base hit for Altuve. Ball is skipping toward the warning track. Stassi on his way to third. He'll be held there. It's a double for Altuve. What is it? Nine extra base hits. That's right. And that is drilled down the left field line. Hawking gets a fair ball and it one hops the wall. White is on his way to second base. Tyler White has himself his second double of the night. Ten extra base hits now for the Astros. Man, they are pouring it on. It's Angel Staff. That is 14 hits for the Astros tonight. And that is the ball game. Game one in Monterey, a resounding success for the Astros as they defeat the Angels 14-2. Astros 19 and 14 on the year. They're first in the AL West, two games ahead of Seattle, and three games ahead of the Angels, who are third in the division with a record of 15 and 18. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Justin Verlander getting the ball for the Astros. Suffered his first loss in 12 starts dating back to last year and his last start against the Twins on Monday, but pitched very well. It wasn't his fault, was it? No, it Just gave wasn't. up the one solo home run and, and lost that game one to nothing. He's been great. Last four starts for Verlander, a 1.33 ERA, and after that one glitch that he had in Arlington earlier this year, man, he's been fantastic pitching, maybe as well as he ever, ever has as an Astro. He's been great. Meanwhile, it's Matt Harvey getting the ball for the Angels. First year with the Angels, of course, came up with the Mets, also pitched for the Reds last year. And coming off uh, his first win of the season, his last two starts have been pretty good after a rough start. Yeah, it was a very rough start, though, an ERA just below 10 in those first four starts. He doesn't get as many strikeouts as he used to. His velocity's down from where when it was when he was with the New York Mets coming up. He used to be upper 90s. Now he's 93, 94. He'll touch 95 from time to time, but not many strikeouts, so it leads you to believe Maybe the, the sequence in which he throws his pitches is lacking, and plus the sharpness of some of his breaking balls. He's been slider heavy uh, throughout his first four starts when he really struggled, and uh, new pitching coach Doug White's got him to use his curveball, and maybe that change up a little bit more, and maybe that'll help him. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, one of the big issues the Angels have had this year has been getting starting pitching deep into ball games. Their starters are averaging four 4.4 innings per start. That is the worst in baseball, even lower than the Tampa Bay Rays, who start openers a lot of the time. And we saw it again last night. Trevor Cahill really struggling, didn't make it out of the fourth. Well, the Astros smell blood. You know, when you're not making good pitches, they're the type of team who can really take advantage. And we see the long ball, this ballpark, doesn't hold a lot of those fly balls, even if they're just kind of medium fly balls, it's going to ride out of here. We saw Bregman with two balls that may not have been out at Minute Maid Park, but uh, for that, think about it, the, the Angels have a good bullpen, yeah. but that'll never last. You know, if your starters aren't averaging more than five innings per game, there's going to be a lot of taxing on those arms for those Angels bullpen, and that may turn uh, an asset to a liability. No question. Coming up next is we are every Sunday, we're going to be joined by Jeff Luno, Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager, and of course a native of Mexico, grew up in Mexico City. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. 
Astros getting set to wrap up this two-game series in Monterey. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno. And uh, I know this is a special uh, weekend for you, Jeff, this Mexico series. You grew up in, in Mexico City and uh, has to be a real point of pride for you to have your team play games in, the, in your home country. Yeah, it certainly is to be able to come here as the general manager of a really good baseball team and play in the country where I was born and raised and lived so many years and my family still lives here is amazing. And the fans have been great here and I can't believe how many Astros fans are here and it's not just people that travel from Houston. We have quite a following here in the city of Monterrey. Why do you, why do you think that is? Uh, it's only seven hours away, but why, why the Astros here? I think it's because Monterey and Houston have a really close history together. They're both large cities. They're near each other. Uh, there's like seven or eight direct flights a day from Monterey to Houston. Okay, yep. mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of ties between these two cities, and, and this region you know, should be following teams in Texas, and we're happy to be represented as the team of, of this area for sure. What was your exposure like to Major League Baseball growing up in Mexico City? I know you were a big Dodgers yeah. fan as a kid, but what, what was the exposure like? What was the interest level like when you were growing up? Well, in Mexico, we would get the game of the week on Saturday, mm -hmm. and I would listen to games on the radio. And then as I traveled to the United States, I came to games at the Astrodome. And really, I followed both the Astros and, and the Dodgers. I ended up uh, finishing high school in Los Angeles, so I went to a bunch of Dodger games there. But uh, we got baseball down there. It was in the newspaper. We had an English-language uh, newspaper that would give us the, the standings every day, and we'd pick our teams and follow them. And so uh, it was and, – and I played Little League in Mexico. It's never going to replace soccer in this country, yeah. but it is the number two sport. It's growing, and I think the more uh, Mexicans play in the big leagues, the more it's going to continue to grow. Take me back to little Jeffrey Luna walking into the Astrodome. <laughs> what was that like? I mean, it was. I thought it was the most incredible experience I'd ever had walking in there, seeing the color of the grass yeah. and the lights and everything. And this is back in the, you know, Terry Poole, Jose Cruz. Mm -hmm. the back Ash. Yeah, this is this Ashby. This is a long yeah. time ago. Uh, but I, it was the coolest thing I had ever seen. And I knew at that point that uh, baseball was going to be my favorite sport. So you mentioned baseball number two in the country to soccer. Soccer, obviously, the number one sport here. Is it? more of a regional thing? In other words, is it, is it certain parts yeah. of Mexico where it's bigger than maybe other parts? Definitely. Uh, the area where Osuna is from in Sonora and Culiacan, in that mm -hmm. area, there's a ton of great baseball there. There's a ton of great baseball in Baja California. Mm -hmm. uh, the northern part, like Monterey, has got a good history. They just put in the new uh, Hall of Fame here for, for Mexican baseball. Okay. But then you've also got pockets like Veracruz. They play good baseball there. Mm -hmm. Yucatan. You know, Mexico City, it's mostly the little leagues like the one I played in and then some maybe some high school baseball and college baseball, but not a lot beyond that. That's that's the big cities, Guadalajara, et cetera, tend to be more soccer towns. Where did the seeds come from for, for Jeff Luno to, to love baseball? It wasn't your dad, was it? Well, it was my mom, actually. She wanted us to watch baseball and, and love sports and uh, and then she signed us up for Little League. Uh -huh. and, uh, she I, I, it, teach you how to throw a ball she and all did, that? She did encourage us to go out there. I had two brothers, one two years older, one two years younger. So that we, between the three of us, we were constantly out in the street in, in Mexico City throwing the baseball around and yep. catching it and hitting it and sometimes hitting cars when we shouldn't have <laughs> and stuff like that. But it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a great childhood growing up in a environment where you know we spoke english at home but as soon as you walk out in the street and you go out to school you you were you were speaking spanish so you really felt like you were living in a in a foreign country but you had all still a lot of the the benefits of of growing up american in a foreign country uh astros announcing a signing yesterday uh is it jaime melendez jaime, mm -hmm. jaime melendez right-handed pitcher 17 years old from right here in monterey and signing announced while the astros are, are in town and We've seen the Astros sign a handful of guys out of Mexico over the years. I know it's it's a little it's a little t 
tougher, isn't yeah. it? Because you have the Mexican League and they can kind of reserve guys when they're pretty young, right? Exactly. I mean, we can't sign them until they're 16. And by that point, most of the good players have already ha have been signed by the Mexican team. So you have to negotiate with the Mexican team. Um, Jaime is a, a, a right-handed pitcher that we're really excited about. He's actually from the town of Puebla, but he was signed by the Sultanes of Monterrey, gotcha. which is the local team. Okay. And so we had to purchase his rights through them. And we had an agreement in place prior to MLB freezing those agreements. And once they unfroze it, we got the deal back together. And uh, he got a chance to be here yesterday and watch the game and meet Roberto Suna and meet some of our players. He was so excited. And he's going to go into our system. He's our eighth Mexican national that's going to be in our minor league system. And then with Roberto, that's nine overall in the organization. And we've got some good... Uh, mostly pitchers, but we've got some really good arms, and I'm hoping a couple of them make it to the big leagues because we will have fans come up from Monterey, from Mexico, to come to Astros games, especially if we have Mexican stars. Jeff, there might be two more. I, I saw a picture of the twin brothers of Roberto yeah. Osuna. <laughs> they were down there. He's 16 years old. Uh, they look like they're going to be pretty big kids, too, and they I'm sure do. they have good arms. They do. I talked to both of them yesterday. They're identical twins, and one of them's a pitcher and one of them's a position player. They both play a lot of baseball and obviously are inspired by their brother's success, and and they look like uh, pretty physical, athletic guys, so we're going to definitely keep an eye on them. Joined by Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Angels here in Monterey, Mexico. And, you know, Jordan Alvarez, 25 games so far for the Ash, for the uh, uh, Round Rock. Yep. 418 average, 505 on base percentage, 12 homers, 36 RBIs, OPS of over 1,400. And, I mean, I don't care what league yeah. you're in, you're hitting over 400 through 25 games, you're, you're doing something well. And I know with the way the roster is constructed right now for the Astros, it's not easy to necessarily bring someone here who's not on the 40-man yeah. right now like Alvarez isn't. But is he forcing you guys maybe to have some conversations that you didn't necessarily think you were going to have at this point? No question about it. I did not think Jordan was going to get off to this kind of a start. This is, this is a historic pace he's on, and he's doing it with really good at-bats consistently, night in and night out. And uh, this, is, this is a player I'm so excited about. He's potentially one of the top prospects in all of baseball right now and he's going to add a lot of fuel to our offense but the reality is our offense right now is one of the best in the league in all of baseball and we don't we're not really lacking too much uh in the lineup we've got a lot of different options and you know guys are starting to heat up a little bit that weren't and and guys are consistently playing well so you know it's definitely nice as an organization to have players like that tucker's been heating up a lot recently mm -hmm. too so we're going to have a lot of options down there uh should we decide to bring someone up but if jordan keeps doing what he's doing it's just a matter of time and you mentioned Tucker is starting to heat up. And I think it's the competition. When guys get really yeah. close to the major leagues, man, they better step up their game. They're going to be left in the dust. It's true. And when you're watching your teammate crush every night, yeah. you, know, you want to get in on that action. He has been, certainly. And for about the past week, he's been every bit the player uh, that we expected him to be. So it's just it's going to be really nice to have those two guys available to us whenever we need. And there's other guys down there, too, Miles Straw and Garrett Stubbs and others that uh, already on the roster that if we have a need, they're going to come up. But, you know, knock on wood, we're sitting here May 5th, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody, and we have yet to put a player on the uh, injured list. And that's never happened before. We've never gone this long. Uh, but it's it's great for our club. It's a little frustrating for the guys down below that haven't had a chance to come up. But uh, it's a, a hat tip to our strength and conditioning, our trainers, our doctors, and everybody for keeping these guys healthy. You know, Max Stassi, a couple of hits yesterday. He had had three hits all season before yesterday's ball game. A, a little different start to the season for him this year compared to last year, but g a guy that obviously still has quite a bit in there and got a chance to play regularly a little bit more last year, having to adjust to a different role so far this year. Yeah, we, you know, we really like what he does behind the dish. He's a good catcher. He throws well. He frames really well. 
Um, and last year he got off to a great start offensively, and it just we just haven't seen it second half of last year and this year so far. You know, some of the at bats he takes are really good at bats, and he doesn't have a lot of luck. But you know, it's going to be hard for him to get regular playing time until he starts producing more offensively. But you know, from a catching standpoint, we really like what he brings to the to the table. And if our offense continues to fire on all cylinders, we don't need him to be as good as he was maybe at the beginning of last year. But we do need him to pick up the pace and, and contribute more sack flies, more hits uh, here and there. Staying on the catcher front, Robinson Torino's the last four years with Texas strikes, looking against uh, average uh, among all catchers in baseball. Robinson Torino's was a big time minus, and this yep. year he's in the plus category. Do you look at somebody like that and talk to different, you know, maybe catchers, pat catching coordinators? AJ Hinch, who is a catcher, and say, do you think you can help this guy in this regard? We do. I mean, we look at the information first of all to find out what it what it really says and. You know, A.J., having been a catcher, he really believes in presenting the ball to the umpire in a way that gives you the uh -huh. most strikes. And where you're set up and how you're receiving, where you put the glove, all that stuff matters. And A.J. Uh, Collins has been uh, really helpful to him. Mark Bailey. You know, Mark Bailey, Broccamani. Yep. we got a lot of people that love catching. And, you know, we did help Jason Castro back in the day go from one of the worst framers to one of the best, and that uh, enabled him to go out and get a really nice contract with Minnesota, and yeah. he's had a really good career. I'm not give, taking all the credit for that, but we do have tools. We have ways of looking at it, ways of helping them understand where they're get missing those calls and where they can get a little bit more on the edge. And, and uh, Robinson has just been a sponge for the information and has taken it all in, and it seems to be working. You know, Wade Miley, a, a fantastic performance last night, getting the victory and in a lot of times when you look at starting pitching and look at and even relief pitching, but even with starters, it's that strikeout rate everybody looks for. Yeah. But Miley, he's able to do it with soft contact. He kind of shows that even with the way today's games play, there's still a place for a guy like Miley who maybe isn't going to overpower teams but can still get outs. No doubt. And, you know, Wade was on the field yesterday, and I usually don't talk to the pitchers when they're pitching that day, but he seems to he be. He doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. care. So he was telling me, oh, well, I see which way the wind's going, and I'm going to throw these cutters. And, they, you know, if they hit it out that way, then they earn it. But otherwise, I'm going to get a lot of ground ball. And I'm going to get some outs. And, you know, he had a game plan last night. He came in, he executed it flawlessly. And, you know, he's been great. He's been exactly what we expected a guy that's going to go out there and give us six innings and maybe give up a run or two, maybe three on a bad day, but going to give us a chance to win the ball game. And obviously, last night scoring 14 runs, yeah. we didn't have yeah. any problem with that. Osuna has 50 people on the pass list, friends and family. You have yeah. a lot? I've got a couple here, but, uh, you know, most of my family's down in Mexico City and they didn't, uh, they didn't make the trek up. Uh, but it is nice that Osuna has all these folks here. And um, I think Yuli has a lot of people here, too, because they're able to get over here from Cuba a little mm -hmm. bit easier. So it's fun for these guys to play in Latin America. And I, I know they're enjoying the experience. And it's fun for our American players to see what it's all about, that there really is uh, lively, passionate baseball fans in outside of the United States. Astros President of Baseball Operations, General Manager Jeff Luno, always good to see you. Nice to see you guys. Happy Cinco de Mayo and Viva Mexico. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap. And it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 